Welcome to Razor Branding Podcast with Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit brandrusso.com. Welcome to Razor Branding Podcast. Y'all, we have the privilege today of talking to one of my favorite people in the world. And you'll know why when we're done spending the next hour with him, Mr. Rob Wise. <laughs> What's up? Jackie! Roberto. How are you doing? Man, I miss your face. It has uh, grown on the follicle side. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot more facial hair and there's some new shades, some new color tones. Little bit, you know, could be a stress of the pandemic or just think? trying to look sexy and silver foxy. <laughs> You're definitely killing it, my friend. Oh, so, you are. Are you kidding me? You are, Jackie. Please. If I was really killing it, if I had really elevated my craft to the right level, I'd be a guest on Chit Chat right now no, instead I'm of having it. you a guest on my show. You killed it. I'm I'm out. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so for people who don't know how we know each other, because we've got a lot of mutual friends right now, we're like, what? How is this possible? Huh? We did the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business program together. And we were what about halfway through, almost halfway through when we all got shut down last year. Yes. Yes. Shut down. Yes. Go home, take your toys. Don't leave your house. I haven't seen your beautiful face or your vest in that long of time. Let me tell you, it was chilly this morning. It was like 46 when I got up. I thought it's vest weather. Have you devoted a part of this podcast to the weather? We have not yet, nor have I voted it to my vast vest collection, but these are two topics we could definitely cover today. Yeah, we won't have enough time today. I know this for a fact. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. You know, the only months of the year when it is not vest weather are July, August, and September. The rest of the year, it's fair game. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I mean, I live and work in an air-conditioned facility, so it's always vest weather. Thank somebody for that. Exactly. Exactly. So, Rob... Tell us, how are things going for you through the pandemic? I'm just curious, how did it affect you personally, professionally, family, kids? What was life like in Baton Rouge? Let me tell you my new conditioned response. I've been working on this for the past nine months. We're doing the best we can. Nice. I, I, but I mean, honestly, truly, you know, we've had a couple of therapists on who talk about the mental health through the pandemic. And that is exactly what they would want you to say and feel is you're just doing the best you can. That's all you can. I mean, that that is literally all I can ask of anybody right now. And even for myself, that's hard. That's hard for me to expect and execute for myself, Jackie. I agree. That, that, but that that is now my conditioned response, because if I, you know, there's ups and downs. You could talk to me 10 minutes ago before the broadcast and we were we were having a great time. But did you see me this this morning when I had some frustrations with virtual school? Or think about the chaos about moving my, you know, the schedule, my, my schedule around, right? right? Because right. Monday at five o three p.m. they sent our one of my child's entire classes home. So Ooh. how are we doing? We are literally doing the best we can for the time that you just asked me. At, ask me again in five minutes. <laughs> it'll still be the best you can. It just will be a little different. Yeah, that's it. It'll be updated. You know, the weather too. We'll you know update for the weather as well. Then. Right. <laughs> so you recently celebrated the eighth anniversary of your company. What caused you to form it, go out on your own, do your thing? How did all that happen? Okay, that's a good question, but I need to answer really quick with holy cow, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. I don't even know how it happened. Really, I would tell you, it feels like about seven, maybe eight. 20 that's years. Where I'm at is eight, and it feels like. Two. It feels like having a few marriages, to be quite honest. I've only had one, but it feels like I've had many now. Yes. Yes. And then, um, you know, eight is great. It is. <laughs> it's awesome. But I have to I have to say, Jackie, 20 years for for Brand Russo, you and Michael, the team and and just what y'all have been accomplishing lately is not not just in the past. But I mean, holy cow. Well, and I've got the privilege to show you this during the pre-show, but this is hot off the press. First copy of our book. He said, she said, branding. It arrived. It's in my hands. I can't wait 
to everybody to read it. Who said it? You said it. Oh my God. I'm so, I am so happy for y'all. That is Thanks. amazing. Thanks. And, y'all and wrote a book in a pandemic. Well, I'm just Michael, trying to do the best I can, Jackie. <laughs> to be clear, Michael did most of the writing and all of the designing and most of the work, and I'm getting most of the credit, as is the rest of the 20 years of this company and 22 years we've been together. He does the work. I get the credit. I mean, kind of like at your house, Rob. Look, that doesn't come easy. I think the reason why you asked that question is kind of like, you know, how you doing? Where'd you get here and all that? And yeah. I mean... That's that's a that's a long answer, but I mean, I got to tell you, if you're going to be in business for any kind of period of time, it feels it feels like you haven't been doing it long enough, and it also feels like it's the longest thing you've ever done. So, kind of like child rearing. It, I feel like I've had a few of those too, but that's maybe that was another conversation or podcast. The point the point is. We've been in business eight years, and that has, that is definitely due to, like you alluded, it's due to the hard workers, it's due to the, the team behind the team. And, um, you know, this, it, to be quite honest, IT Inspired started from, it, it's a loaded question, Jackie. It started from when I started picking up cans and washing cars and cutting grass, right? But it also, it also evolved after having... Um, you know, gone through college and, and had my first couple jobs and a job that didn't work out, a job where my paycheck bounced for about two months, uh, you know, a learning, learning real world application and then having been in a profession um, that I was inspired about in IT. Um, I didn't always want to do IT. I actually uh, went to school for radio and television broadcasting, electronic media, if you can imagine. Um, and then also I wanted to do, I want to do behind the scenes stuff. I didn't, I was okay on the camera. I like the camera, but I actually prefer the editing. I prefer the, the creative side, like what, like what, you know, you at Ran Russo can, can, can kind of, can kind of visualize and, and bring to life. But it all started at the, a company I was at. Um, I'd worked there for quite a long time, almost, almost 10 years. And uh, it was time to go. Uh, the, you know, things got toxic. Um, the culture changed, ownership changed, everything just changed. And it was time. I, I, it, so I'm glad too, because it's, it's things like that, that I, I, you wouldn't just go out and do unless you're forced or unless you are challenged, unless you're asked to make it, not asked, you have to make a decision. And then I made that decision. I was like, well, if I can do it for someone else, I could do it for me. Uh, why not? This person's been successful. They've been successful. I've helped others, you know, with their businesses, maybe their IT side, but some other business consulting get, get, get successful. And why not? Couldn't we do that for ourselves? So we started it as a way to, honestly, to do IT different um, and, and to focus more on the customer side of things because the stereotype is that we're IT, I'm here upstairs in the attic, you know, the lights are off, it's dark, it's in the dungeon, you're going to feed me through the crack through the, through the door, right? That's, that's the, the stereotype. But the reality of it is, is we, have, we are people with a personality, we have a profession and it's IT, but you can't be in a service business in the service industry without having customer service and that's our focus. So it all kind of started out of the way we thought it could be done and the way it could be done differently and that's what we're trying to prove. Man, I love that. When you think about all the challenges of the eight years that you've been doing this, what's the thing that surprises you the most that you've had to deal with that you never expected? <sighs> Surprise me the most that I would have never expe expected. Or the biggest challenge. Just you're like, oh, I run a business now, but I still have to do this. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. But I, I, I think there's a lot of gotchas. There's a lot of things that come at you and you have no idea. And and like to list them all here today would take, you know, a long time, but it, there's a whole bunch, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of staffing things, not just management, but just people things. Um, and, and, you know, when you're dealing with multiple personalities, not just in the disorder, but in, in the order and chaos that is of owning a business and trying to bring the best out in people, there's issues, there's challenges, there's things that you're going to learn. And so, I really can't tell you specifically what got me. What got me is still got me in this seat. It's fun. It's a challenge and it's something new every day. But there's, you know, I gave up. 
in a way, I transitioned from a technician doing the IT stuff with my own bare hands and mine, right? I gave up like solving problems on a technical side to now solve more problems on a people side. And I actually, I'm a people person, if you can't tell yet, and I actually prefer that. So I, I was a good technician. I was a better manager, but I'm a much better entrepreneur. So I'm not going to say it wasn't that it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't challenging. What I want to say is there's too much to list here and, you know, keep coming back. 10 out of 10 would do again. Okay, good. Yeah, I work with a lot of startups and I participate in a number of mentorship programs. Yes. And I think you touched on a lot of different pieces right then that entrepreneurs and new uh, startups struggle with. What's the wisdom that you would share with them of what they need to do to keep going? To keep going. Um, oh, man, we've evolved over those eight years, Jackie. I know your business, you're probably thinking that uh, most, most people would think that you're the same company. And I think that changes with the season sometimes that changes from one meeting, one owner meeting or partner meeting to the next. Um, so there's a lot of things in flux, but on the public facing side, you know, there's a lot of planning and things that change on the back end just to make it look clean and clear on the front end. And so what my advice would be that to take that time on the back end to make sure that it is polished when it is presented and looks like this was well thought out and makes perfect sense. Rolling stuff out on demand ad hoc usually is a good stopgap measure, but don't expect those results to be long lasting, sustainable and meeting expectations for the long haul. So that's what I would say. I mean, take the time to do it on the back end. And you, we learned that in Goldman Sachs that was reinforced in all of our CEO roundtables in any mentorship and peer to peer learning. You know that, Jackie, it was all about uh have the clear vision, know who you are, and, and also work on the business, not in the business. A hundred percent. I mean, I love that E-Myth book and, and yes. how they put it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So when I think about all the programs that I've taken part in, and I know you've done too, and you mentioned them, the Goldman Sachs, the CEO Roundtables, the um, Louisiana Economic Development, the uh, Growth Network, the SIG. Yeah. We've got a lot of resources in this state. Uh, what's the next one you're doing? What's next up for you? Okay, that's great. Um, so I am always down for anything the LED or the Edward Lowe or Goldman Sachs throws at me, I am down, bring it on. I am professional development to the max and sometimes to a fault. So I want to, I want to sort of sort of absorb all of it. If 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 we can go back, we were talking about a popular movie that's gonna maybe air today. Oh, this is back, the Brand Russo movie club that starts today with cocktail is our look, first I, feature. If if I could maybe present one to Michael backstage right now, it would maybe be like, hey, could we maybe get short circuit on there? Because need more input, Johnny Five over here. Classic. Need more input. Okay, so I I, I do want like this. I want to absorb everything that's out there, and then and then let it sort of sink in, and then make my decisions, make in a plan, course of action. So my next thing. It's probably going to be something uh, I looked into the LED mentor uh, protege program. Mm -hmm. American Academy um, of Entrepreneurs. I just finished my first cycle. Academy of Entrepreneurs was amazing. I love that. I, I would absolutely do that again. Yeah. You know, pretty much anything LED or Edward Lowe. Uh, and if I and, and if Goldman Sachs comes through and offers more, which I heard about, yes, you know, it looks like we got something today that says there might be another exciting development. So that's that's probably it. Um, it's probably one of those things. And I look, I look forward to SIG um, and, and I, I look forward to pretty much, again, anything that those, those organizations and associations offer, they, they are top notch, highly recommended for awesome. anybody. Well, your company was recently recognized as one of the growth network uh, spotlight companies last year, right? Yes, yes, yes. We, 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 that was our second year winning. It was amazing. We got to do the virtual uh, spotlight Louisiana. It was awesome. Um, I love the Louisiana Growth Leader uh, and, and Growth Leader Network. Um, that's another, you know, LED sponsored. I got to tell you, they're just top notch. Like everything they do brings resources, brings talent, you know, enhances the business community and economic status of our state. Everything they're doing is a resource that is typically free, if not discounted 
or highly, highly valuable more than what you would pay for if you just went out and got this type of consulting or type of program. It is invaluable, in my opinion. Now, do you find that most business owners know about these programs? Because nope. the ones I know, no, nope. not at all. All nope. these great resources and nobody knows about it. Well, there's also so many, you know, there's a, a, a SBDC, um, there, there's, there's so, there's so many, the score there, there's a lot of programs that are regional. There's, we learned about a lot of that in Goldman Sachs and, you know, we're, you're coming from Lafayette. I'm in Baton Rouge and we're all meeting in, in New Orleans and there's programs in each one of those cities that's different, but connected. And there does seem like there's a lot out there, but for as much of it being out there, Jackie, doesn't it realize that you keep, you keep the, you keep hearing that people don't know about it and, and it, it's hard but 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 actually getting them connected is as easy as an email. I send my man Chris Kassan. I CC my friend. Hey, this is a great contact. Get in touch with the, you know if if there's someone that's interested in Goldman Sachs, we send them over to David Payton and, and Patrice and anyone at, at, at Delgado over there. We 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 can play that liaison role now that we've been through some of these, and it's actually something that's fulfilling for me. I'm sure you are too. You've taken that role as a mentor, so. It's, it's good to connect people, but it's a shame that it's that hard to make the connection. Well, and I think it's just a lack of awareness. You know, I think about just in Lafayette, the resources we have, as you mentioned, with the Small Business Development Center and then Opportunity Machine, our local business incubator. I'm sure there's one in Baton Rouge. I don't know what it yeah. is, uh, yeah. but the one here is amazing and has all these free resources for startups and people don't even know about it. Right. That's amazing. Right. Uh, so tell me, what was your big pandemic pivot last year or, or maybe still ongoing? What was the thing y'all did new and different? It is still it is actually getting refined and revised right now, um, you know, and I guess executing version two, which which was kind of crazy. Last year, Jackie, we had to talk in our last meeting, our last actual face to face meeting before in the Goldman Sachs. And I remember you two. The two of us were, were throwing ideas out at the table like crazy. Right. Two or three of those stuck, Jackie. We have we have one tried to eliminate taking you know paper checks and all that. We want that to be a, an electronic process where IT we should have that right. Right. But just just the sheer efficiency of it makes a lot of sense. Why weren't we doing that before? Pandemic shuffle. Um, let's do another one. Um, we had a lot of different clients. We were saying yes to a lot of people, which would extend our reach, but limit our capacity. Right? That's right. And we started saying no, Jackie. We started saying no. We started saying no because our business needed to mature to the point where not only one was it safe during a pandemic and we had no idea what was going to happen, limit, you know, interactions with people and be as be as safe as we can to return to work kind of. And that meant, okay, well, we're going to limit the on-site interactions with folks. We're going to PPP up, but we're not going to take people that will not, basically, customers that will not agree to sign a long-term contract with us. And why? Because before we were just doing that. And if, and if it made a good fit, sure. But what that meant was we needed to make this, we, we sent everybody home would be the third one. You take two and three. And, and, and add in number one, and, and really the equation is we're a much more lean, streamlined, nimble company that's doing a lot more with a lot less. Not that we have any less people, but that we have less, less moving parts, which means we can be efficient while we're stable and, 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 and in place. So right. I think you take those three things. Those are big for us. And now we're taking it one more step further this year and making it an, another another great push forward that's going to be great for us, you know, leading into 2022. Right. No, Jessica just pointed out something you said that I thought was genius too. I wrote it down. Extend our reach, but limit our capacity. Look, so smart. Said. You did. You're so what? smart. Come on. That was you. No, see, Jessica wrote that. She just put that in quotes. She's a she, genius. See, she period. quoted you. But... No, nope, Jessica's a genius, period. <laughs> no, um, look. It, 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 you know, it, it's funny when you say that, too, because that never popped out so clearly before. But it's like when you get when you really start thinking about it and you and you're confident in the decisions that you made, because why? Why not? You're protecting you, yours, your team and your livelihood. And you want to grow. You want to grow when things are. Kind of shady right now and kind of shifting around every two, three weeks and the markets a little. Uh, why not make that? You have every reason to. Here's your. Here's your, 
your reason why. And so, yeah, that never made it more clear than right then, but it's true. We, we extended that reach, but really it was limiting what we could do to reach the people we wanted to. Right. And that sounds counterintuitive. But when you flip it, though, and you start to limit your reach, then you can extend your capacity. And why doesn't that seem more natural? But it's true, because if you hone into who you are and what you really want to do and start saying no, that's just static white noise. You focus on the program. And man, that was a good program. I can. That sounds like a good idea. Right. Yeah. You know what I think it comes down to, though? And I see this with a lot of startups and, and new business owners. They're so scared to say no. They say yes to everything. Then all of a sudden they're stretched too thin. They're not taking the right yeses. And it's just a cluster. Can I, I need to speak to that, Jackie. I am better at saying, I'm, I don't like to say no. I hate to say no. I'm a yes man, but not to where I can't hold up. I'm a yes man to where I kind of get myself into stuff and have to do more. And, and you know, with, with the same bucket that I'm the <laughs> right, but I'm over, I am overextending myself to a fault. I've, I've done that more personally and had that problem more personally, but you know, at the business side as a, or as a business leader or as an owner or as a manager, I'm having to think of, well, no, how can I say polo? How can I say no politely? <clears throat> how can I still hold true and protect the things, my process, my profit, my people at a minimum, how can I do that? But by saying no and coming up with some other resolution or solution. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's in a nutshell, that's business. That's working with people. But that's I mean, that's tough. I do better at that at the business level than I do with that personally. I am personally in a transition where I'm also saying no to the, you know, to the overextending personal obligations that I put myself into on boards, on, you know, on 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 engagements or obligations or doing things in the community, those things are good and those things still need to happen. But Jackie, if I can't, if I can't be, what I realized in this pandemic is if I don't take care of me, my sleep, my, my, my food, my family, you know, if I don't take care of all those good habits, the basic necessities, then things are going to, small things will upset my cycle and, and, and my mood instantly. But if I have just, you know, a few more hours of sleep, and if I really put some effort into actually making sure I had three, two to three meals today and I spent time with my family and I had time for fun and fulfillment, when the stressful things and shifting to virtual school Monday at 5.03 with the rest of my business schedule getting wiped out instantly, I can handle that. Because why? I have this barrier that's up that's protecting me and providing this buffer. So it's easier for me to do that on my business than it is for me to do that personally. And I'm making a distinction there because I am not freaking perfect, Jackie. We are what? talking about all these things. I'm still working on this shit. And I hope I could curse because I just did. We talked about it beforehand, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you raised so many great points right there, Rob. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is knowing yourself, knowing yourself. Yeah. Because then you know what your capacity is. You know what your limits should be. You know when your sweet spot for your right, perfect target audience or friend group. And then having the power to yeah. say no. My friend Michelle Izal from Tsunami Restaurant and I years ago made a pact that this was going to be the year of no. I don't remember what year it was. It may have been yeah. 2010 or 11. Um, we had been saying yes a lot and gotten ourselves overextended. Yeah. Um, that's how we ended up doing Leadership Lafayette and Leadership Louisiana in the same year. Who does that? So we said no for years and we were able to work on our business. She was able to open a New Orleans location. I was able to expand and it was so great. And yet I just noticed we both apparently forgot that pact and we both started saying yes to stuff again. <laughs> she just got on the board for the uh, one Acadiana Chamber of Commerce. Oh, wow. And I just accepted uh, a nomination to the uh, University of Louisiana Alumni Council. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can, you can only hold a no down for so long and then the That's yes true. starts to sneak out. That's true, but you need to start saying yes to saying no. <laughs> God, it's so confusing. It really is. It really, really is. So let's go back to that Goldman Sachs class that we okay. were in together because I felt like it gave so much to me. It, it launched a number of the pandemic projects that I was able to do because we had time that I didn't think we were going to have while we were in the class. So when you think back to all the things that you gained from it, what was your takeaway? What's the thing you tell people when you tell them you need to sign up and do this? 
I, you know, I had I had the luck I had the luxury of talking to to David and Patrice yesterday from the program, and you brought up we brought up a, a nice old fresh name of Dewan as well. So you're <laughs> and now I love me some Dewan Hernandez. Oh my gosh! Whew. So look, I mean, that's the best way I can explain that experience. And I was telling David yesterday is that it is it is such a marriage of almost all of the programs that you could want plus what every business owner thinks should be taught in high school in college or like whatever a business school would would teach you and that's it and it's all those things wrapped up in one so what i'm saying is it's a, it's it's a lot like the you get a lot of the peer stuff the peer to peer stuff like at ceo roundtables you get a lot of the exposure to to vendors and solutions and 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 these these other programs that you can you can join or or learn more about you get this opportunity to learn from i'm telling you uh, the talent there of of each module how each module was spoke was spoken for and and delivered and facilitated by a true professional in the craft has been doing it made it so clear i've never heard it made so clear and so it's like take that plus add like a little bit of a a cfo mix into it add some leadership uh development add add some some strategy and forward thinking combine it all together to completely make you revisit your entire business model all over again and then put it in this package and and and, and no, pitch it to me let's develop it let's make sure it sounds financially that that experience is more than i can explain in a few words and and i wish i would have done it sooner so I learned about Goldman Sachs in my CEO roundtable in 2017. Uh, some of the people in that class had, had were going through it at that time. So they were doing CEO roundtable and Goldman Sachs. Wow. But I learned about it. And that was, an, that was a transformational moment. I knew in 2017 that I was going to do Goldman Sachs. Now, keep in mind, they have like two, cohort, two cohorts a year. So, you know, Three, three years went by. I heard about it six times at least, right? And I was, so look, the opportunities are there and they are, they want, like they are foaming at the mouth to talk to people and business owners about how they can help their business and get them in this Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses program. So well, I think the barrier is the high cost of tuition, don't you? I mean, it costs so much to participate. Look, it does. It it's does. Zero dollars. It's, it's you have to explain that one to the accountants at the end of the year and your spouse is going to ask questions. Right. Well, that's the thing is you're talking about an MBA level education that's it. Um, that is consolidated it. into 12 week program or 17 week program for zero dollars. That's it. It's an MBA level program, if not higher. It's yeah. that focus. Plus add some development in there for your person, for yourself, for vision for thought and strategy and planning and then get people to hold you accountable. Holy cow. That's the, I mean, get answer to that bell. Ding, 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 ding. Come on. You're going to, you're going to be forced to, 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 to think about things and not just think, but act. So that's what's so special about it. And then you're in a room with other people that can help launch your business, get you, you know, we were Jackie, I want you to answer Jackie. And, uh, this is now a Razor Branding podcast from Rob Wise. I'd sure. like you to meet my special guest, Jackie Russo. Jackie, I have a quick question for you. How many people in your Goldman Sachs program in different industries did you meet? What sort of roles did they play? What kind of businesses did they have? So there were 30 of us. We covered all the different industries, but it was all category exclusive. I've made uh, contact through the year since we stopped with at least half of them over various projects. Dewan still checks in on me as my business advisor to make sure I'm doing my job. My friend Rob is making sure I'm filling in my data after the yeah. fact. So we're still held accountable. Um, really, it's genius, genius program. We had marketing, we had construction, engineering, architects. We had we Chamber had of Commerce, sidewalk repair, feed mills. Yeah, everything. And I learned something from each one of them, even though they don't know anything about marketing. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it really is. It's an all-inclusive type resort right. of information and experience. Right. And Absolutely. take yourself there a few times and you'll, you'll appreciate it. You'll go back. 
when I was looking for some of the books that I won, um, because you know, every time there was a contest, oh, I, won man, the I don't want any of the books. I won all the books, my friend, all of them. I loved it. You but they look so good. I, don't I know. They I were great. They were awesome. So tell me, you and I, I think, have firmly established how much we believe in professional development and being yeah. lifelong learners. How do you bring that into your team? What do you do to help your coworkers learn as well? Good question. So, you know, it, um, that's, that's, that's a really great question. You had mentioned earlier that you have the book club, and I love that. Um, we've done that, too. Uh, we start out day one, they get a book to read. And that book is explaining how we think customer service can and should be. And that fan is, I'm sorry, that, that book is called Raving Fans. Oh, I knew it was because you recommended it to me and a I year ago. That book. They're reading it on day one, Jackie. They get that, some swag, and they here's where you go. That's the bathroom. And oh, by the way, read this book. So, um, you know, that's one of them, but that's to start. We set the tone there. And uh constant development. You know, you know, if you're a small business right now and need to hear this, uh, the incumbent worker trainer program, the uh, small business emerging technology program, there's $3,000 of free training money for you. If you reach their qualifications, technical training, want Microsoft Office, want to learn how to set up a network in the Cisco and infrastructure, or hey, do you want to learn time management? Do you understand that's all available and free if you just contact, you know, that 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 resource for that? That's an amazing program. So that's we start there too. That they they have all of that resource. They use that money. Why aren't you using that money? It refills the coffers every year. So that's professional development. We also provide computer-based learning training, like so computer-based training, we call it CBT Nuggets, uh, for our technical training as well. Um, and then there's instructor led, like we said, with that with that SBET grant that you can go to an actual place, sit in you know a desk, listen to an instructor and teach you the things that you want to hear. And so that's important. We implement that. Um, another thing is that we have consistent we have constant monthly development meetings with our staff. Every staff member will meet with our general manager, Sean. And so Sean is going to meet with them. Hey, what's your development? What are the three things you wanted to work on this 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 month? How how are you doing? What you know? We're having a a touch point every single month with management, in addition to like all those uh, reviews and assessments each year and all that stuff. Th this is something where it's focused on their development specifically. How are you improving in your craft? Where do you think you can? Where do you think you can add value? What is something you would like to learn more about? So if that kind of answers it, it that you can never stop. I, I do think you will reach a point where it's probably overload and you can't really offer much more with like minimal impact or, or return on investment. But we give all those options because not everybody develops in the same way. They don't develop at the same time and they might need more than what just one person needs. Some people can just read the manual and it makes sense. Some people don't need the manual. Some people need the manual. They're going to go see the YouTube videos. They're going to watch watch you do it in person. And they want training from the manufacturer. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, the development is it's a loaded question. It is ever evolving, constant, continuous improvement for that. And I, I love all of that. I just want to add one thing, which is that $3,000 is per employee per, employee per year. Per employee per year. Jackie, at the level, at the technical level classes that our our engineers and our our te technicians are taking this, you're you're talking about up almost seven to ten days of instructor led training in person on site training at their at these facilities. Some of them can be remotely driven, but the the monies are there. And I'm not I don't want to speak. I could be speaking out of turn here. I heard that you could also use the money for the Dale Carnegie. Uh, you can. So why wouldn't you want to do that if it's free? Right. Right. A hundred percent right. Uh, I couldn't agree more. But you um, did, that's the thing. No one knows it's there, Jackie. So I'm glad we got this. Thank you for bringing that up. No, I, I think you brought it up. But yes, absolutely. I think it's too important. No, you brought it up. Sorry okay. Fine. We'll take credit together. While we're talking about things that we do uh, in our businesses for lifelong learning and professional development, let's talk about culture. 
Um, I think y'all have a pretty unique culture. So tell me about some things that you do to establish and maintain your culture when you're bringing new people on your team. Okay. I gave away one in Goldman Sachs that I can't repeat here because we actually have some new staff coming on board. Okay. I can't let them know what's about to meet them. All right. But, um, you know, culture is important. And at, hey, it starts on day one. We already alluded to that. You're going to get a book. Hey, here's the water cooler. By the way, the fridge is filled with snacks and food. And, you know, before pandemic, we were going out to eat when we could. It was the team. The team would leave. We would go eat a lunch as a team or we'd provide lunch when possible. Um, I think that's important because really what it comes down to is our culture is focusing on employee engagement being the most critical component in, 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 our, in our resources lasting as long as they can. Our, our most significant resource being our people, our team. Our business would not exist without our people. I think most people think that like you got a business that's, you know, nah, nah, nah. in my opinion, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I don't think looking at a business is like this, this, I don't know, this other entity that's uh, all special, high and mighty and something that it's not. A business is made of the people that are there putting in the work every day and how they interact and what they like doing that maybe they bring into the office. Maybe it's on their desk. Maybe it's how they talk about things. Maybe it's how they get another client. Maybe that's how they get another employee to go work out with them. Maybe they encourage healthy habits or can hold people accountable, right? Is that, could that be a culture? Hell freaking yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe Radical Candor, which is also an amazing book, is something that you practice every day. Telling people what you need to be told, but telling them in a professional manner that they need to hear and then following up with that and holding them account accountable. Rad radical candor sounds like a radical idea. Some people base a culture on that and they're very successful. So for us, you know, it's I can't expect the best unless I treat my people the best. And so our culture, in a way, is sort of built upon. Well, not in a way it is built upon a lot of my values. It's built upon a lot of our team's values and we've evolved and collected them together to make our company culture. And, and I think where it all started, like you were talking about something about brand. I don't know why that'd be important on something like this, Jackie, or for something that you would do. But if I had a personal brand, if I realized my own personal brand, my own personal brand translates into my company brand 100%. I did not know it, but in high school at on the last few days of senior year, when they handed out the superlatives, I was also handed my, my personal brand. I did not know it. I, I, I won most likely to brighten your day. Oh. And when I think about how would I, yeah. And, and I, it, it brought me to tears and it still kind of gives me chills because that is who I am. And that is who our company strives to be. But just by all we change it up with is we do a little bit of technology with it. And so, or, or we facilitate that through technology. Like we can make, we can actually, help your business or help you or solve those problems, but do it with the way that we know how and let us help you. So my, you know, it's all about the culture. It's in, in my culture reinforces my brand. So this is all, it is the most important thing at my company. Yep. It all works together. Yes. Uh, now, Rob, I was uh, recently notified just this morning um, that I am about to come into a large sum of money. Um, there's a prince in a third world country that has emailed me. I, I don't want to give all the details away, but I'm very excited about it. Um, I clicked the link. I gave my bank account. By the time we're done, the money should be transferred. Um, so do you have any financial Hi. advice for me? Look, good thing we went to Goldman Sachs. Now you know how you can invest that and like all the metrics you can use <laughs> to see how fast the money's drained from the the king in, in Somalia right. you know, or, or the person requesting Bitcoin because you now are held ransom. Oh, right. How often do you get those challenges on a daily or weekly basis, man? I mean, is it just rampant? I, it's just, it's just so, it's, it's so normal right now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is too easy. It's too easy to do and it's way too easy to fall for. And what's also crazy is like it shouldn't be because AOL. It shouldn't be because since dial-up, people have been doing these things. And how can 
the same. Okay, but see, we have and and yeah, they're getting very clever. You're right; they are getting very clever, but it's not really because they're doing the same thing. They're just updating it to today's standards. Well, That's I, I will tell you, and this is probably what Michael's thinking of when he messaged that little private chat that they're getting very clever. Um, we have had multiple new employees, mostly the interns fall for this one scam that happens. Um, they get a spoofing email that looks like it's coming from me. Yeah. And it tells them to go to the store and buy $2,000 of gift cards. Oh. Right? And yeah. don't tell anybody it's a secret because I'm going to give them out to employees. Um, the number of times that my people have fallen for these. Now, luckily, not one time have they ever actually made the purchase. Good. But they think, and so we have to tell them now in our orientation, you're going to get an email from fake Jackie. She's going to ask you to buy these gift cards. <laughs> She's going to sign kindly peg it. Don't fall for it. She never says kindly, kindly peg, peg it. Peg it. Kindly peg it. Every email that fake me writes signs. Hey, kindly she kindly peg. pegged it for you there. Exactly. Well, exactly. You're bringing up something. so, And I'm glad you transitioned from culture to this, right? Because it can be part of your company culture to offer gift cards or maybe, hey, we're going to we're gonna do this thing. But um, it could also be part of your business process to have electronic payments and do ACH. So let's be honest. This happens. Uh, this is a tough one. So you, you originally asked me, how often does this happen? On every sales meeting I've had this week, minus one. How about that? Wow. Then also, how easy is it? You're pretty much going to get the gift card thing. You know when it hurts? It hurts when it's a nonprofit. It hurts. I have had many, I've heard many of many a times and have had friends that have been succumbed to this where nonprofit. And then, you know, sometimes when that happens, or if you're a remote workforce, that might be coming out of your own personal checking or credit card, right? Because you're going to get reimbursed. Ugh! But you fell for it. Look, protect yourself. And when in question, that's it. Ask questions. When in doubt, ask questions. You, we don't, that should also be part of the culture, right? Be okay with asking questions on whatever level to whomever at that level. And the thing is, is like, that's kindly peg it. Jackie would never say that. So God, Jackie, don't ever say that. Are you serious? Never, 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 never. What? Um, but there's also like grammar. There's usually grammar. There's usually, look, look to the reply to. Look, have you, you're getting the email. Did you ever look at the top? Well, you know, you can drill down and see the actual email. Because sometimes people will say it's from marketing at, you know, B1 Bank. But really, it's coming from this other crazy no reply at all these crazy symbols, numbers, dot, domain, dot com thing. Don't do that. Don't look at that. Be smart about it. And so there's something that's actually very easy to do. It's called um, security awareness and user training. It's easy in that, you know, part of the training is we're going to spoof you. Part of that's that's to see where you how you respond. But once you respond, we build a training, a training track for you so you don't fall for that again. We repeat that again and again and again. And when the you know, hey, when um when it's when it's saints are 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 you know marching in and you want two free tickets, watch out. Yeah, right. So just be careful. And and Jackie, look, that's it's it's sad. It happens all the damn time. And I, I hate to hear it, and it never gets easy to hear. But what's crazy is the best thing to solve that is user training. So you are helping that with onboarding and saying, look, employees, watch out from fake Jackie. Make it funny like that. Make it make it something that's, you know, air it, air it out there and keep talking about it. Because the reality is fake Jackie is getting it's fake. Jackie's not one person. Fake Jackie's going to be a million people all over from a million continents and or not. There's only a few. But you know what seven. I mean? But yeah, oh, seven. And the point there is, um, but, you know, in the virtual world and in there are a million continents. So huh. <laughs> beware. It's you know, we have a, a comment from Facebook. Chris says that's hey, hey, it's virtual school time. Oh, look at that. Um, Facebook comment. Chris Balfour says that's the same scam that's being used on new home buyers with a scammer posing as the title company. I've heard about that a lot lately. That is tough because too. But and, and you know. Look, as much as we want to do digital processing, and I, we've talked about it, right? Of, 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 you need to be careful. You need to know that source. You need to vet it. But to see most people want to make the phone call, and it can be tough if it's like, hey, this is my title company, my closing company, and I'm making this 
call to this national firm or whatever, and I don't have their contact info, you got to be careful. But you need to follow. I would start at the closest source and work your way to the person that can get you closest to who really said that, because that's the source and it needs to be trusted. Um, but you got to be careful. So while, you know, the old the old wisdom and fashion would be, well, you, you get the cashier's check. Ask the person who's who's really asking you that. Well, won't I be providing the cashier's check or a money order or something of a different payment nature? And can you can you tell me why this is important? Like, just ask questions. Ask questions. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You know, it's funny. We made the big push to ACH last year, too. We've done it a little here and there. But when March happened and everything shut down, I thought, what if the mail stops running right. and people can't send money to us uh, or I'm not in the office and I can't check the mail? How do I make payroll? And so yep. we made that transition and credit to our clients. They all adapted very quickly. And so just about everybody's ACH now. But yeah, same thing. But see, before, too, that was an awkward conversation to have. It wasn't didn't feel like you had a foundation to ask for something like that. You right. already had these established relationships. No, 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 no. Things have changed. This is a pandemic. And then, look, that's what I'm saying right now. And still you have time to do this. If you are a business, go ahead and pivot again. And that pivot, you know, I tried to explain, if you think like a basketball move, that's where I learned about pivoting. I keep one, one foot planted foot planted while I transition my momentum somewhere else or make a pass to another part, another revenue stream, or I pivot and make a move and make a shot. The point is that's a transition of momentum and you transfer that momentum where you think it's going to be strategically allowing you to score better, faster, and more. Oh, that's a great way of thinking about it, Rob. Boom! Dude, I was a point guard slash power forward back in my high school days. Um, I suck at basketball. Oh, I sucked bad. I was just about to say. Suck. The fact that I played varsity at all is a testament to how very small that school was and how few people <laughs> wanted to play uh, because, no. no. Uh, would you, I was a layup guy more okay. than a shooting guy, but I really could pass like it was the Harlem Globetrotters. And they were my inspiration. <laughs> I am sure. Nice. That's some impressive whistling. Um, all right. We, uh, shockingly enough, have been on this for almost an hour now. I don't understand where the time has gone. I don't know where. 47 minutes in, which means it's time for us to move to our last cards. Let's do it. The lightning round. Okay. Rob Wise. I will be fast. I will try. I'm not worried. I know. What is your favorite place on earth? That's a good question. It's a tough one. I'm in, I'm in a, I'm possibly in a, in a place where that might change right now, but okay. I, I, that place that I envision, uh, well, let me just, uh, I'm not, not that the place that is, is, is that right now would be, um, would be, <laughs> it would, it, it's, it's at home. It's at home with my kids, but we're not stressed. My family's happy and we're all together. And I, I hear daddy, not like the daddy get me stuff. Right. I hear like the daddy, I love you. That's a great answer. Man, that, that cheers me up a little bit. Um, what's the movie you can't turn off? <laughs> it's it's tough because if it's on, right? Like if it's on and something's and it routinely coming on, I will just I've had so many of those. But if it's a, if it's if it's one I have to go back and pick, okay, I love Oh, it's it's those oldies. I you know when I need to pick me up, I'm watching airplane. Oh yeah. When I when I need to laugh or just like let it let it, <laughs> it's airplane. Um, that's my that's my answer. But the, well, the, the one yeah, I need to leave, sure. I need to leave with that. That's it. Absolutely, of course it is. I mean, I think that's probably everybody's because it's so good. Um, <laughs> so good. TV show to binge watch. You know, that that's all changed too with cable and then with cutting the cord and all that. And then my habits have changed since the pandemic. So that's a tough one. Right now, it's hometown from HGTV. Oh. Um, it's like these uh it's like this young couple that renovates homes in Laurel, Mississippi. And they the dude looks like me. He does. He's burly and but, more red, but yeah. Right. But I kinda like I kinda like that show. I've been watching a lot of that show lately. That's cool. I've been watching that and uh, catching up on some old fixer uppers and are we, um, are we the property brothers. Person? Well, we're getting ready to do a remodel. So I've been watching, get some inspiration. 
It's so good. I've even gone back to like I've I've supplemented with some this old house. Just sure. Sure. What's going on? Now, have you locked into Discovery Plus yet so that you can catch the Magnolia Network? We're almost there. And I think Verizon told me I have three months free. I just haven't activated it. It's going to happen because I want all of that. Well, and the new Fixer Upper episodes that are on um, Magnolia are awesome. Serious? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to want to jump on that. You got nothing else to do this weekend? 29 plus tax. (laughs) I mean, that's the price of less than one lunch. It's really not bad. No. Yeah. Favorite. Okay. I know how you feel about raving fans. Okay. um, But other than that book, what's your favorite book? I need to answer that. I'm reading um, some Aldo Leopold right now, which is interesting for me. But um, I, the book I always go back to, I have a book of quotes, Harper's book of quotations that I, I like to read. I can just always pluck some wisdom from there. But the book, like the book I want to read, it's the it's it's the book I want to read is the next leadership or or business entrepreneurial book that I haven't read yet. So right now I'm on humble inquiry. Ooh. It's loaded. It's lo- that's a loaded question because you know that with with every book that I pick up or add, I probably add three books to every book that I don't read or should read. So. That's the, the stack by my bed just keeps getting taller and taller. I'm going to have to okay. add that one to it now. Humble inquiry. I'm writing it down. That's old Dino Signore. That, that, uh, oh, Dino. Uh, we need a reunion. You're our class manager. Get us together. <laughs> I'm on it. All right. Other than your podcast and my podcast, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, so I, I liked, um, I've been reading, I've been, you know, that's, that's another tough one. I, my habits are changing. I'm watching less, but I'm listening to more and reading more. Okay. So I'm getting the shift there. Uh, let me name a few founders. BR was a good one. I like that one. Uh, the Patty G show is also great. And then um, I'm also listening to something. I'm, I'm a hunter. I like to hunt. Uh, and I also like the outdoors. So I like like land management, wildlife management and habitat stuff. So it's a little bit of like agriculture and hunting mixed together. Sure. I am now listening to what's called the Natural Resources University podcast. And it is, it's interesting. It, it, it takes building and managing your ponds, prescribed fire and burning, plus deer habitat, and then wildlife management all mixed into one. Like it's really kind of neat. And that's what I'm into right now. It's so strange. To be clear, there is a podcast for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm someone who needs weird stuff. And you are probably the only IT hunter that I know. That is quite the combination. <laughs> yeah. Favorite car? Why is this so hard today? Uh, favorite car? There's no wrong answer. It, okay, it's 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 the old school gangster car. What is it? A Plymouth or a, I can't remember. It is like the, the hoopty that bounces. No, it, it think Bugsy or like oh. Malone. I can't remember it. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Okay. It's a lightning round. Yeah, it's pressure. And I've been struck. It's but pressure. it's the gangster cars, like the old school gangster cars. And I, ah, uh, cruise. You know how they had the PT Cruiser? Mm-hmm. Like the the old version of that. The original. And I want it purple. And I want it like chromey. And it needs to be loud. And I'll, I'll I hopefully I, I can afford one to look at one one day. That's awesome. Favorite festival? Okay, okay. Favorite festival? I've never been to Strawberry Festival. I got to do that. That's so okay. so dumb that I haven't been there. Um, wow, Jambalaya Festival. All right, that's a great answer. And and then you got to follow up that up with Budan. For sure. Huh. Everything should be followed by Buddha. Uh, pettiest pet peeve. Driving in the left lane, like so slow. Like get I mean, off. Get Michael off. is definitely going to add one of those rammers on the front of his car and just move those people out of his way. I could probably get a GoFundMe going. To, we could get that rolling. Uh, a lot of people would contribute for sure. Also, I need to preface that I suck at driving. 
I doubt that quite seriously. I could be, I could also add NASCAR driver, but NASCAR is boring. I could just add race car driver to mine and that'd be fun. But like something in Europe where they're actually on city streets trying not to run off the road into the ocean as opposed to just going in a circle. Yeah. Right. Yes. Race car driver on the street. Make it a little challenging. Yeah. I'm all going to have to stay awake. (laughs) Um, Favorite musician. Okay. It, it, It used to be Michael Jackson. Um, but then Finding Neverland came out. Oh, good yeah. Lord. And then for now it's more of a, my new one. I've always loved Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is like a, a foundation of mine that I found in high school. But um, it's Chris Stapleton's my new one right now. I mean, that's kind of like the new Garth Brooks. So that makes he, sense. I, I love his sultry voice. And then his lyrics kill me sometimes. Yeah. And then I, I just found starting over. I thought I was going to buy a Ram truck. And then instead, it was literally just the song starting over that was playing. And then I realized, oh, my God, I still need to probably buy another Ram truck because I only have two. And then then Chris Stapleton. That's, how yeah. that That's awesome. Michael just made the switch from Ram truck to Jeep. And so now he's all about the Jeep. Yeah. With, uh, the Ram truck. He was the Ram truck guy for years. Look, the new Bronco looks kind of cool. But yeah. the, also the Jeep truck looks really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, for sure. Um, so it's at karaoke. What song are you singing on stage? <laughs> First karaoke song, my roots go back to Chattahoochee. But, um, you know, if I'm going to sing now, I probably want to do Garth Brooks or I want to do Chris Stapleton song for sure. sure. Makes sense. But I had, um, uh, I got I to gotta mention it. I, I actually have deep roots in karaoke. I had family friend that owned karaoke stop store in Las Vegas. Uh, I was on a karaoke circuit. Um, there was, uh, there were, there were times had and the karaoke goes, rolls deep with me. I love that. I love that. Hey, I go do. To the karaoke corner in Las Vegas. Well, I feel like we need more karaoke in the world as we're able to start going to places again. Yes. I feel like karaoke needs to be the thing we're bringing back. Culture wise, we looked into a virtual karaoke, uh, night and that's actually doable. I may be calling you for a client later. Um, favorite sport? Favorite sport to play? Volleyball. Sure. Favorite okay. sport? I ha- this, I can't, you know, I can't I know. answer this the normal way. Uh, favorite sport to play? Volleyball. Um, watch? Probably, probably football. Okay, that's a good answer. Favorite meal or food? Jambalaya and boudin. Good Cajun answer. Favorite leisure activity? I like hunting, but you know, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that that's not it. It's more, it's more just being outdoors. I'd really just want to soak up the sun, be in some woods, or get my shoes a little dirty, and not like mud, but like just kick some stuff around. I really just want to walk outside. I need to be with nature. Yeah, absolutely. Vitamin D, all about it. And last but not least, your favorite way to treat yourself. Not doing enough of that to give you an immediate answer. I wish, you know what that's going to be when I do treat myself? It is giving me the chance to go reconnect with nature and literally get away. Because that's tough to not look at the status updates on Facebook or not answer that email or send that reply text. Um, but really just like, that's it. It's, it's, it's taken the time and it doesn't happen often enough. On a daily, I try to do small things on a, on, on a, on a very quick routine, you know, throughout the, throughout the day, but it long-term that does not sustain. So really just reconnecting with nature is what gives me that chance to do it. And it's hard for me to give myself the, okay, yes, go ahead. Green light, please drop your stuff and go spend some time in the sun. That's tough. Yeah. Well, it's the fact that when we're in the throes of our career and raising our families, and especially with young kids, you know, every minute counts. So it's hard to take time away from those things that are your responsibilities to do the things that feel like you're just treating yourself. But if you're not putting on your own oxygen mask first, what's going to happen? That's it. 100%. And goes the same way with the relationship or goes the same way. You know, you can't really give yourself to anyone else or love someone else until you've loved your, yourself, your person, know yourself. And that's a constant daily reflection that's, that's pointed inward. And then you have to go like change it on the outside too. So that's a tough one, but man, is it necessary? And is it, <laughs> is it important? 
Um, the shocking thing to me is that this hour has flown by in a matter of minutes. Yeah. And I could do another hour with you and probably still not even cover half the topics we could talk about. Rob, I cannot thank you enough for your time and your insight and your wisdom. Thank you. I love you, my friend. Thank you so you. much for having me on this on this beautiful podcast. I watch. I'm a fan. You kill it and crush it. Keep going. Can't wait to do this in another 20 years when, um, you know, I, I can't remember how to get back on the, on the stream yard or get back on the Internet. <laughs> well, listen, you get a reunion going and then we can all be together. Okay, listen, there's something that to happen. I'll do that. Sooner than 20 years. And to everybody who spent the hour with us and watched and listened later, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. We hope you got some little nugget of wisdom here. And best of luck to all of you. And uh, keep on keeping on. Well, the day is the